Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, they'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello listeners, my name is Ify and it's my joy to bring the word of the Lord to you today. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in and my special thanks goes to Pastor Joe Jaddy, the set man of this ministry, for this wonderful opportunity to share. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this um, privilege to share your word. I pray that the eyes of our understanding be flooded with light. I pray for understanding hearts and I pray for grace to do what we hear today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll be sharing a message I've entitled, Go With God. And this is the first part of this message. And, you know, we're coming out of a season of celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus, which is God coming into the world in the flesh as a baby. And one of the greatest prophecies about Jesus coming into the world as as a baby was the name he was given, Emmanuel, which means God with us. And we find that in Isaiah 7, 14 and Matthew 1, 23. And you know, God himself decided to identify with us and he literally became flesh by the power of the Holy Spirit. And in John chapter 1, verse 14, reading from the message, it says that the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the uh, glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory like father, like son. You know, God, our heavenly father moved into the neighborhood. You know, he not only moved into our physical neighborhood, but he, he now lives in us. And you know, his first physical neighborhood was a stable and not the posh, you know, kind of neighborhood you would expect of a king. I mean, to be born in, you know, Jesus ate, he drank, he slept. He was with his disciples for years. They saw him with their eyes. They touched him with their hands. They saw his glory. Jesus walked in their shoes. You know, he was also born in a hostile environment where the king of the day, Herod, wanted him dead. And as he identified with us in the flesh, Jesus had the opportunity to experience the different kinds of emotion we feel. You know, there were times he was upset, rejected, betrayed, despised by the very ones he created. And Hebrews 4.15 refers to him as our high priest, who is not out of touch with our reality. He's been through weaknesses and testing, experiencing it all, but without sin. Wow. So were you brought up in an unfriendly or a hostile environment? Were you despised, rejected, you know, betrayed? Jesus can relate. And the great news is that he did not just identify with our weaknesses and experience our limitations. He did something about it. He laid down his life, defeated Satan and his cohorts, took back the authority man lost in the garden. And he has now delegated that authority to us. And with that authority, we can enforce his victory in the different circumstances we face. So we're in a new season where many of us dedicate time to dream big and set new goals. You know, all these are necessary and important. However, in making an execution and in the making and execution of our plans, I really sense the Lord wanting us not to relegate his name Emmanuel to only the Christmas season. 
He wants us to bear his name, Emmanuel, God with us in mind through the season and every season of our lives. The truth is that we can make the best plans and have the best intentions of implementing them. We can hire the best life coaches, which, by the way, is advisable if you can. But without living aware and enlisting the help of Emmanuel, there are limits to what we can achieve. We were made for so much more. And I know with all my heart that the one who never fails will personally see to it that we succeed. He is invested in our success. Have you seen a manufacturer who makes a product and wishes that product to be a failure? You know, the failure of the product badly affects the reputation of the manufacturer. And so he does everything in his power to ensure that his product succeeds. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, it lets us in on the thoughts of the one who made us, God. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And coming into alignment and into agreement with God's plans leads us to a great future. You know, God's expectation for us are far beyond our wildest dreams. And I can tell you now that if your vision for the year is what you can accomplish in your own strength, then you definitely need to go back to God and ask him to download his dreams for you. Because God-sized dreams need God to accomplish them. And in fact, they should even overwhelm your human mind. But because you go with him and trust him, he infuses you with the courage to pursue his dreams for you. And as you partner with him, you'll be a partaker of causing his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I encourage you to spend time to get to know the Almighty One who is with you. I tell you, it will strengthen your heart to become all He's made you to be, regardless of all the obstacles that may come your way. You know, I love what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. He said, For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that He's able to keep what I've committed to Him until that day. You know, Paul had acknowledged in the previous verses that he was suffering persecution because of the gospel. And he says here that he's not ashamed. Why? Paul was fully persuaded of the things he preached and who he believed. To the extent that if persecutions did not faze him, he was a man who had his eyes on the prize and nothing could distract him. The question for us today is, are we fully persuaded of what we know about God? You know, this goes beyond the mental ascent, you know, just knowing about him to an experiential knowledge of who God is. Our history and experiences with God is what births that deep conviction within us that he can be trusted. Have you had defining moments in life where you experience God as a healer, you know, as a deliverer, as your provider, as your way maker? The truth is, the more we walk with God by faith, the more we develop a trust and a confidence in him that cannot be shaken because we begin to discover and know his character and what he can do. And this strengthens our belief in him. You know, we see this in the life of Peter in Matthew chapter 14. The disciples who had walked with Jesus for some time and had come to know him personally and had seen his power and his love at work, they ran into trouble while in the middle of the sea. They all became so afraid when they saw Jesus walking on water because at first they thought he was a ghost. But Peter summoned up the courage to verify the identity of the one walking on the water. And the moment Peter confirmed that it was Jesus, it boosted his confidence. Now he could, you know, he knew he was going to be all right. And we see him stepping out of the boat to do the impossible. 
Peter walked on the water as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. His walking on water was the result of the relationship he had with Jesus. And you know, cultivating this meaningful relationship with the Father, it takes time and effort, just like our human relationships. But I tell you, it's all worth it. You know, Paul in our scripture in 2 Timothy 1.12 understood the character of the one to whom he had committed his life to. And so he knew that he had no reason to be ashamed and that all he committed to God, he was confident that God was able to keep. So understanding the character of God births a confidence in us that cannot be shaken. I know Numbers 23 verse 19 lets us in on the character of our God and maker. And it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? This tells us that we can take God and his, at his word. If he said it, then he would do it. You know, a singer sang that God has a track record of keeping his word. And I can attest to that. You know, there was a venture my husband and I felt that the Lord led us into. And we had committed that venture to the Lord. And God had assured us that he was going to bless it. But some time passed and it looked as though his word to us concerning that was not going to happen. But God in his time came through for us we had to hold on to his word to us and we you know and what we knew know about him that he's a faithful God we had to be patient and trust him and I tell you God kept his word you know the challenge is when we are believing for something and it's not happening as and when we expect we begin to doubt and to give up and you know but sometimes we forget that we have an adversary who is fighting to see that the word does not come to pass in our lives and so we give up just before our breakthrough comes and you know also sometimes we give up because we forget that the all-knowing God who knows the end from the beginning has got things under control and his timing is always right you know, I want to pray for us today that the staying power to hold on to his word, that the Lord will give us that grace to hold on, that no matter what it looks like, even when it seems like all hope is lost, just hold on until you see a manifestation of what you're praying for. You know, I've learned that while we're in a hurry to see the desired outcome of our prayers, God is not in a hurry. He enjoys the process because we always come out of such situations changed and transformed. Listen to what Paul said in um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13. He says, Hold fast and follow the pattern of wholesome and sound teaching which you have heard from me in all the faith and love which are for us in Christ Jesus. You know, the seed of the word given to us by which we live by is so precious and it does not fail. And that is why Paul said to hold it fast. That is to protect it, keep watch over it, to nurture it just like a farmer would nurture the seed he plants in the soil. You know, a farmer to protect his seed will apply either some, you know, biological agents or some chemicals to his seed before it is planted to protect the seed from diseases, from pests, and also to maximize crop production. Likewise, we must protect the seed of the world from our adversary whose aim is to steal, to kill, and to destroy the word. You know, and the way to guard the word is through meditation and through prayer. You know, as we think on the word, as we meditate on it, it allows it to get deep down on the inside. And the more you do this, the more understanding comes, making it difficult for that word to be stolen. Prayer, on the other hand, keeps your spirit alert and ready to receive and retain the word that is planted in your heart. And you know, the farmer's protection of his seed does not stop as soon as he plants the seed. 
all through the life cycle of the seed until it brings forth fruit and it's harvested. The farmer constantly nurtures and protects his seed. The proper care of the plant by the farmer mirrors what our care of the seed of the world should look like. Our care does not stop at the planting stage. We continue to guard the word and nurture it just like the farmer will nurture his seed until it brings forth fruit. You know, while the farmer is aided by his um, biological agents or his chemicals and you know other forms of technology, advanced practices we have today, we have the Holy Spirit. We are aided by the Holy Spirit. And that is why the Lord wants us to go with him this year, to go with God this year. I will conclude this message um, the next time I'm on. But if today you want to surrender your life to Emmanuel, God with us, and you want to experience his presence in your life, it would be my joy to lead in the prayer of salvation. And you can say this after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I receive the grace to live for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to God's family. You know, I encourage you to find a Bible-believing church around and be a part of the church family. And you can also contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org and we'll be happy to send you some materials to begin your walk with the Lord. Go with God and enjoy your best year yet. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-377. 7745. Thank you. Bye for now.